wonder why your kid can't, can't get into an Ivy League school, even though they have straight A's and great SAT scores? Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin are accused of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud. Actress Lori Loughlin is due in front of a federal judge after turning herself in today to face charges in this massive college admissions scandal. The actress who rose to fame on Full House, playing the kind-hearted role model, Aunt Becky. Candace Cameron Bure, she's so lovely. She's not stealing. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. Why did I pay all this money for your education? Hashtag Aunt Becky trending for most of the day. Black people ain't doing that. You know what? Maybe the fast track isn't it. Aunt Becky's husband, whatever, whatever the hell you are, I have no idea who you were until yesterday, sorry. Your kid probably wouldn't have been good enough to have even gotten a date. And I want okay? Becky with the good hair to go to jail. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Guess who's back? Whoopi. <laughs> I'm back. And Whoopi. We're back. I've not one for conspiracies, but it is a little bizarre that Kevin and Whoopi made their return the exact same week. Well, we both had to pump a lot of stuff out of us, <laughs> as she said. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't plan it. We just did it. Uh, but I'm back. I'm so happy Whoopi's back. Um, thank you, Sean, for just really taking the bull by the horns mm -hmm. <laughs> he did a really great job he did uh so what did i miss while i was gone what did you get up to um well we saw sarah once <laughs> on the view right everything else is a i'm drawing a blank <laughs> <laughs> okay but how but what about you kevin how does it feel to be back feels great um it's saint patrick's day mm -hmm. we just um listened to a little bit of bewitched say la yeah. vie a i don't know if you guys know we're really into traditional irish music <laughs> yeah so we um we cracked open some <laughs> vodkas <laughs> and listened to some bewitched yeah <laughs> and later we'll be Ending this episode with a shamrock shake. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really busy while I was gone. I a lot. I um, I watched a lot of television. Also, mm -hmm. Ariana Grande released an album. Um, was that while it, that all happened while you were gone? Mm -hmm. It feels like it's been like a year since that album came out. Wow. I've already moved on to only listening to Katy Perry and and Zed. Well, you actually tweeted a playlist out. Oh yeah, that I spent a lot <laughs> of time with while I was home. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it called? It's called Je Me Souviens Année 2000 <laughs> on Spotify. It's interesting that. You started listening to it while you were away because I started listening to it because I was feeling like a little bit, quote unquote, homesick, I guess, is the word people because use. Because it's a playlist of French pop. Yeah, it's French pop from the years or from the like the 2000s, from the, the decade. And it's like banger after banger. And it really brought me back to like when I would go home and have to go to the cl the club. And in listen to Ella Ella. Yeah. And then there's another playlist that's Je me souviens any uh, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and that really brought me back to having to listen to songs on Music Plus because I didn't get much music. Right. So it's just been a walk down memory lane. You didn't get much music in New Brunswick? No. We got Music Plus. Oh, you were um, out there. We were out there. And the songs are 
they're just ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, and then there was one song that really sent me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it called? Is what? it just called Ole Ole? Yeah. Ole Ole. Yeah, it samples ole, like the song ole. that everyone knows. Yeah. It but it's not the one that people are thinking of. It's better. It's better. Uh, so I spent a lot of time with that. And then I also, I watched um, so much TV. I watched. You've been watching the, the other Drag Race. I watched, I've been watching season two of Drag Race Thailand. Mm-hmm. which is so refreshing compared to regular drag race yeah um it's just like it's it's really like in its own lane it's the focus is less on like acting in skits and it's more about like the runway yeah um so like they still do little challenges like they might they'll do like one acting challenge instead of like five and it's like not heavily judged it's just Mm -hmm. like for fun and then they're judged on the runway so and they come out with like really conceptual things and they all like a lot of times they all look like garbage (laughs) but like on purpose and they wasn't one of the themes it was like Pad the tie. ugliest thing you can think oh, of. Yeah. <laughs> One of the runways was, I mean, I'm sure it translates. I'm sure maybe the trans, I don't know. The runway in English was the ugliest thing you can think of. That's a quote. And they, but what's funny is like, they did that in the American drag race where the theme was like ugly, ugly dress. but everyone fucked it up and it ended up like not being that ugly. But Kevin sent me <laughs> clips of what the people <laughs> presented on the runway. <laughs> and it was like, these are artists. They're like <laughs> their minds. They're just like smearing trash <laughs> all over themselves. And like, it's, yeah. Yeah. And ev- like, there's so many reveals. Like, and it, like, they, they either, all of the time, they come out with like some sort of reveal or like gimmick mm-hmm. or something, or their outfit at least like tells a story or something. Um, and <laughs> it's just. It's really fun to watch. It feels like the bar is like too high. <laughs> They've set it too high like, for themselves. They can't like when they want to look pretty, they can look like pretty. But it's almost like that is like comes second nature. So like <laughs> to not be boring, they're not just doing pretty. They're doing Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Like- it's just it's brilliant. Um, I watched that and I watched um all of the Allison Harvard seasons of ANTM. Mm. Um, I wa- I didn't cut my hair for two months, and I went to the barber so, yesterday. Oh, okay. And I was she gonna... was, like, <laughs> really rattled. Because you showed up with full... I had, like... <laughs> with full braids. <laughs> I had, had full like, of braids. I just had, like, hair growing out of my neck that... <laughs> I don't think she was ready for. But in Nova Scotia, people were like, oh my God, he's so, he's so groomed. He must be metrosexual. That's like assuming that I went outside ever, which I didn't. We've done you updates. Now some view updates. Well, aside from Whoopi um, appearing on The View to let us know that she almost died from pneumonia. That was a great thing, though. Like... <laughs> Just to to dwell on that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I it was I like what I loved was everyone freaking out, but I also loved Megan saying <laughs> that when Whoopi came out, she ran over there like Ronald Reagan had run into the building. <laughs> that was interesting. Megan <laughs> that was, said that about herself. Megan said that about herself. That was an interesting place to go (laughs) I thought I think that like what we had talked about when Whoopi was away about how Megan was getting into like Megan was like really getting into hot water while Whoopi was away and Sean and I had talked about how possibly part of that had to do with Whoopi being away and Megan just feeling like out of control and like she was like neat like she like really missed Whoopi and her reaction to Whoopi coming back kind of like to me proved 
that maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I think she has more respect for Whoopi as a moderator than Joy. I don't think she, yeah. when Joy is moderating, I don't think Megan, like, considers it that and, No, and I don't think that Megan feels, like, safe at all when yeah. Whoopi's not there. In other news, Smilf has been canceled. That's another thing that I watched a lot of when I was home. Yeah. Because I got caught up on the second season. I'm bummed that it's canceled. I know you are. And I know Rosie is. But unfortunately, I think you were like literally the last person watching it. I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think I knew it was it was nominated for a golden globe last yeah. last year i didn't know it was like in danger of getting canceled i just assumed it had its own little audience well i don't even think it's necessarily about the audience but in for like reasons it was canceled but i will say the second season got really weird and experimental <laughs> they were trying maybe like they were scrambling and trying to like rewrite the wheel and they were like um let's make it more like memento <laughs> instead of just like sticking to what was good about it yeah so it wasn't as strong of a second season but it basically was canceled because of the um misconduct you, allegations is, do you really think that's why that is why, that is why. yeah wow that's that sucks it came out like a long time ago yeah where um one of the actresses was uh she like complained about having to do a sex scene when it wasn't like in her contract Mm -hmm. and she said that it was like supposed to be a closed set and there she just felt like it had been like really mishandled in the moment according to the hollywood reporter that i copy and pasted this from um she was instructed to perform a nude love scene with little notice and she has a no nudity clause and then uh, allegedly um frankie shaw pulled her into her trailer and like showed her her own breasts as a way to be like <laughs> look like it's not a big deal or something like that yeah and then i i don't know i guess yeah and then there's like another issue where it was supposed to be like more closed off mm. and it wasn't or something like that but then there's also these um, complaints that she separated the writers yeah. by race. But then other people from the show say that that's not true. Yeah. And then her lawyer says that that was never the intention and that um, smaller breakout groups formed naturally, but not <laughs> not like on purpose. And right. I don't know. So it just like is a it it's 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 unfortunate because the show is good. And it's to me like the reason why I am like that sucks is like selfishly because I'm like, I want Rosie to get work and she was really good in it. Yeah. And I also like it sucks that if Frankie Shaw is turns out to be like a monster to work for. Mm hmm. That sucks too because I really do think the writing on the show was really good. Yeah, I and don't her think acting. that she is like I don't think that she's a monster, and I don't think that anything was done maliciously yeah. or intentionally. I think the problem that happens um, a lot of times with like these new things where people are like it's an all female project or it's like a all female set or or like it's a female showrunner like that type of thing is that in doing that people. Like, if her showing, if Frankie showing the actress her boobs to be like, see, like, let's all be comfortable here. If she did that, I think it falls under the weird thing of these, like, all-female, like, we're all comfortable here vibes where, like, in doing that, you forget that some things are still not comfortable. It's like, you're like, see, we're all girls here, like... I'll get my boobs out to make you feel more comfortable. Like we're all sisters here. It's fine. But like you forget a level of professionalism still. And it's like, that's why I don't think it was, I don't think it was done in a creepy way. Like it wasn't done in a, in like a way of them taking advantage of her in a creepy way. I think it was done in a way where it was like, 
they were trying to be so progressive that they like forgot yeah, basic levels act. of professionalism. And it's also just hard to accept because there's no, you can't like be like, you can't just like blame it on some like gross pig who's yeah. been like a long time predator. Yeah. As like in most of these cases, that's the case. Yeah. But this is just like a, a novice showrunner yeah. who like didn't know how to act. Um, Rosie went on Instagram live <laughs> yeah. to address this amongst other mm-hmm. things. Um, she had already addressed it on Seth. Uh, Myers. Every time, Kevin, every time I go through like the Rolodex of all the sets, Rogan, Rogan McFarlane, <laughs> Cohen from the OC. Um, she went on that Seth also and had already talked about it right. and then I think what she says on Instagram is like reiterating well I'm gonna just try to play it yeah that was a horror story that that got cancelled to me that was just ridiculous that they cancelled the show but I am not showtime and I'm not the one who gets to make those decisions and apparently they did I love and support Frankie Shaw I think she is a genius I think she's an epic epic artist and um i saw none of the accusations that were there you know the young actress sam called me after the season two had wrapped and told me some things that she was upset about and i told her to go report it if she's that upset go report it and you know everything got blown out of whack that's what it seems like to me it seems like you know the revenge of me too it's like i think that Sometimes there needs to be someone on set who's like the person who's looking out for these things and stops the and like stops the director, stops Frankie and is like, okay, this person like we like I don't think that Frankie was like thinking of these things. Yeah, well, and I think sometimes there should be that person on set who's like making sure everything goes correctly and sometimes when it's like the director and the writer is also the actor and there's like so many things going on those things get lost yes and yeah and that's one of the things she said she like learned a lot about managing a set and delegating so i don't know the other thing rosie went off on (laughs) yes on instagram live was um about the ladies who punch book Mm -hmm. Um, because some excerpts have been released um, about the Rosie O'Donnell section. Did you read it? I did. So it mostly just talks about how she ran the Rosie O'Donnell show and kind of how she like paved the way for shows like Ellen mm-hmm. for like the type of daytime. T- she like created a, a spot, a space in yeah. daytime television where it was like, comedy and entertainment and talking about pop culture things it wasn't just like a a serious thing like oprah type like style show yeah and then there's also like a brief excerpt where she mentions that she was sexually assaulted by her father Mm -hmm. and i guess that was the first time she had ever said that she said that she has been a victim of sexual assault but never said that it was her father yeah and because she said that in for this interview yeah it like became the headline it became the headline also because the author of the book writes for a variety and variety is the is had the quote-unquote exclusive like they are the ones who put out the story yeah so rosie got very upset because she was feeling like her sexual assault was mm-hmm. being used to promote the yeah. book. So she went on Instagram live and had this to say. Okay. So about the thing, this guy wrote a book about the view and he was a friend of my publicist and she asked me to do an interview with him. So I did a very quick interview with him at the Smith restaurant. He says that we had a talk about my father. I think the entire totality of the talk is in his little, um, Thing that he released today, Ramin. Honestly, dude. You know, uh, everything I want to say is, 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 is there. I don't talk about it a lot. I don't like to talk about it, right? My father died in 2015. And um, there you go. So I think it's shitty of him to do what he did. 
to take that. First of all, to talk to me for like literally maybe the total of 45 minutes I spoke to him. And then I'm on the cover of his book. And what does he label or call the, the book about The View? The Ladies Who Punch. Well, the whole thing's going to be a shit show. I'm not going to read it. He sent me the chapter that I'm in as if to say, well, look at the chapter I wrote about you. I didn't even read it. I don't really give a shit about what chapter you wrote about me, Ramin. If you were going to write that and use it as a pull quote to sell your stupid book, you should have had the balls to at least call me and tell me. Well, you didn't say you didn't want it off the record. I didn't know that a two-sentence thing to you would be the focal point of your big book launch, Ramin. So I wish you no success with the book. I hope nobody buys the book. There's nothing else you're going to hear about me in that book. So from me. And you want to hear other people say shit about me? Mean shit, probably. And he puts me on the cover with Whoopi and Barbara Walters. Listen, Ramin, enough. It's, I, like, I totally get where she's, where her frustrations come from because she had no idea that, like, it's like in the moment saying it, she had no idea that, like, this would become the lead. I just think she's so candid and she just kind of, like, forgot how these things work. Like, it's, I guess it's, like, I don't know. I just think she said it and wasn't thinking. She like forgot what this was. Yeah. And like forgot that in the time that we're living in, people are like looking for that headline. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I just don't think she realizes like her own influence. Like, no. cause to her, she probably thought that was like just kind of a throw away. Yeah. Thing. She's like, I'm not, I don't, but no one cares about my sob story. Yeah, yeah. but like you, for, Rosie, you've forgotten that you're like a cultural icon. Yeah. So obviously that is going to be the headline. So I yeah. feel, I like get both sides because I think she probably is like mad about it, but really it's kind of like her own, she knows better. Like she knows how these things work. She just forgot, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I get the, I get people reporting on it. Yeah. being like this is significant and but i also get her being like this shouldn't be significant you know what i mean yeah yeah so she's upset about it and i know she's ugh, i like i love rosie but i am obviously gonna read every page of this book <laughs> like i'm really excited for it so um yeah. i also like while on the instagram live couldn't help myself and i wrote deja the view podcast loves you yes one more attempt by kevin at making contact and she read it out loud and then was so mad when she realized that it said the view and hey deja vu podcast loves you deja vu i don't even know what that oh the view deja view Mm. (laughs) so now i've think i have to like leave rosie alone forever some other happy news is that while i was gone anna navarro got married Mm -hmm. um and she had a big wedding with guests including gloria estefan eva longoria um joy (laughs) behar and sunny hostin sporting an ariana grande ponytail Uh uh-huh so like it looks like it was a big fun wedding but the thing i want to talk about is this story that she tweeted in response to um that was in the washington reporter they slammed her for her expensive wedding registry what <laughs> so someone from the washington reporter um looked up her wedding registry and Did they just like ha- ha- was it public it was public access yeah because like, like i guess anna navarro is not thinking like my fans are gonna find this yeah um what did they do like walk to like a coles and like <laughs> you when you go to like pottery barn right you okay enter so your... they literally went to like Saks and were like yes what's so anna's it says okay. the couple who are both uh, anti-Trump and have close connections to Jeb Bush registered publicly at Macy's Crate and Barrel and Pottery Barn. Oh my God. They requested a wide variety of items ranging from pool towels to dinnerware and gifts cards. Among the gifts people bought at the uh, bought the couple were Michael Arum Palm cocktail napkin holders, $65, sustainably sourced striped pool towels, $39.50 a dozen, uh, and a king sheet set 
for $248.99. The most expensive item was a pedestal planter at almost $400 and Macy's tableware for $6,000. Okay. Other than the $6,000 one, these are all like very normal price range for like professionals, like who are like for like your average person who's getting married. Like I know. you don't get your registry at like Walmart. Like that's the whole point of the wedding is you're like, I'm going to an average, like nice store they weren't going to like Louis Vuitton. Um, it's Pottery Barn. <laughs> that's what Anna said. And then she tweeted out, um, I didn't sell the rights to my wedding. $39 towels from party yeah. Pottery Barn sounds so lavish. Oh, I'm so shamed. And then she wrote, yes, I support gay rights. <laughs> because in the article, it also referenced how there were drag queens at her wedding oh shower. Oh my God. If anything, it's like this article came out look, making her look good. Like, it's like, I think they were trying to, like, write a smear piece, but, like, by being, like, she's asking for $39 towels and, like, a $45 serving platter, that is, like, making her seem very relatable and, like, like, financially conservative. It's actually crazy to me that, like, that is what she was asking for. I'm almost, like, is she okay? Does she need money? Like, (laughs) that's, like, what my registry would look like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) psychotic yeah (laughs) before we get into hot topics before leaving you updates kevin i think we have one final update about us we have an update We are finally going... When Oprah announced with John Travolta that they were going to Australia, (laughs) I want it to be like that. Okay, so what do we do? You know what? We can just say it. (laughs) We are going on a trip. (laughs) To (laughs) New York. (laughs) We're coming to New York. We're finally... We're going to a taping of The View. Kevin and I are finally traveling together. (laughs) We scammed our way into some (laughs) tickets to The View. And by scammed, I mean we We filled out the form that everyone else has to fill out. We got our tickets. We waited for a couple weeks and got our tickets. And we're coming to The View. But we're not just coming to The View um, at the end of the month. We're coming to see Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hasselbeck (laughs) from Survivor Australia (laughs) and from The View (laughs) on The View. Yeah, she's supposed to be there on March 26th to promote her book. Keyword supposed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Here's the thing. Trust me. Here's how I think this trip will go down. We get to New York. We have a great weekend. (laughs) We go to our supposed taping. We find out Wendy as Williams we are is there. Replacing Elizabeth yeah. Hasselbeck. Yes, we find out when our asses are in the seats that Elizabeth has canceled. Yeah. <laughs> we will be seeing. Mm-hmm. Or we find out that like the interview airs on March twenty sixth. It was pre taped like a month ago. Yeah. Yes. I'm also expecting that. But as long as I see Sunny or Megan or Anna or Joy. Like as long as one of them is Whoopee. there, I will be happy. Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up that Elizabeth is actually going to be there, but it, it would mean so much to me because it's my to first time going yeah. and to have like the to have everyone except for Sherry Shepard would be there yeah. and obviously Barbara, but you know. <laughs> but you know how that is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it would be really, it would be a perfect moment if all of them were there, but... I will take just seeing literally one of them sit at that table. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. And I will take my free foot cream and mm-hmm. I will go home to Canada happy. Do you think Megan will take a picture pretending to strangle me? <laughs> Anyways, I'm really looking <laughs> forward to it. And when we get back, we'll uh, let you guys know firsthand yeah how it went i've never flown with you i'm excited to see how that goes yeah should we like go live from 
the view photo maybe. wall from the lineup or something yeah maybe we should create like a deja the view would you guys or do a periscope that? if we did like a periscope yeah. on the plane <laughs> getting to our airbnb if we went live okay if we went live <laughs> i'm asking you guys the listeners if we went live from like the lineup outside <laughs> would you tune in would you tune in to us live standing <laughs> standing on the photo backdrop at nine in the morning yeah on a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> should we do it let us know let us know sound off on twitter <laughs> we want to hear you yeah i would love for us to go live on periscope <laughs> and just um live blog our whole trip yeah but i i we need an we need the audience to tune into the live stream so <laughs> let us know well, that's kind of all my updates, unless you can think of anything else that maybe happened, maybe to us. Well, are you referring to our fight with Bobby Burke, or are you referring to uh, everyone thinking that we are like a Megan McCain fan club Twitter account? Isn't that kind of the same? <laughs> no, I guess it's different because a couple things happened. Yeah. But most notably, we did accidentally start a war with Queer Eye for the straight guy. How did this all happen? (laughs) So the thing about that was that Bobby tweeted about Meghan McCain. But the thing that he was was stuck on with like the, the reason why he was tweeting about her was because of what she said regarding the new green Green deal deal. that is what he decided to tweet about so it all started when governor jay inslee came on the view Mm -hmm. and his whole thing i guess is that climate change is his number one issue and Mm -hmm. he wants to be the president so the conversation is like, what is the number one issue for Americans? Yeah. And can someone who puts climate change first be the president? Yeah. So. Uh, so Megan pipes in to say that she is a unicorn from another planet. I am just a unicorn from another planet. She said that climate change doesn't hit her top 30. Her issues. top 30? Yes. I am just a unicorn from another planet. But climate change doesn't even hit my top 30 of how I vote for somebody. So I do think I am on this panel to say this isn't what's selling me on you eating Trump. I can't think of like more than five. (laughs) Like literally. I think like she's saying it for like a bit of a theatrical flair. She was doing a spicy edit. Yeah, because of Joy saying it was her number one issue. So, oh God, what and happened? She said, she said something about what the new Green Deal is that is not factually accurate. What's also not selling me on beating Trump is the new Green Deal, which all of the 2020 contenders have endorsed. Um, it would cost $93 trillion or to every person in this room, $600,000 per each of your households. Do you think that plan, thank you, ma'am, is practical <laughs> or have you endorsed it or do you have another option? Because when I hear that an average American is going to have to spend $600,000 for a new green deal, you can understand how people like me don't think that's logical. She started to talk about how much the new green deal, is it, let's get this straight. Yeah. Is it green new deal or is it new green deal? Maybe it's green new deal. But that sounds so stupid because it just sounds like view your deal. (laughs) So the view your deal, (laughs) Megan starts discussing how much it'll cost, saying it'll cost $93 trillion and how much it'll cost the average household, um, you know, if they enact this thing. And the governor says that is actually just not what the Green New Deal is at all. Well, this is a lot like the death panels you heard about in Obamacare. The Republicans talked about death panels. Yeah. We didn't have death panels, and we don't have $600,000 cost. Mm-hmm. This is a, a thing that I think has been helpful in our discussion. 
in a variety of ways. Number one, we're talking about climate change. That is a value. But we're also you, talking about high ambition. Could you give an example ambition. to just the average person in here how, how they can help where it, do, it doesn't sound so irrational. I mean, we're talking about $51 trillion, the elimination of planes, uh, the elimination of cows, a railway, no planes. I guess nobody can go to Hawaii anymore. It doesn't sound that rational to me. Uh, it isn't rational because those are the things that so the Donald Trump deal said. Is not we rational. are not going to eliminate cars. We are not going to eliminate trains. Can I just interject really quick? Yep. I understand you're talking the talk and walking the walk, mm -hmm. but a lot of advocates don't. Ocasio-Cortez's campaign spent $30,000 on 1,500, excuse me, 1,050 Uber rides. Uh, Al Gore's home electricity was 21 times the national average in 2017, even after a green overhaul. Leonardo DiCaprio flies on private jets, including to an accept an environmental award in 2016. A lot of environmentalists don't walk the walk. They just talk the talk, and then they want the average American to spend six hundred thousand dollars in their household, and none of this. He just said that wasn't really true. But, no. but, I'm, but the, that's what's proposed on the new green deal. Actually, that is not what is proposed. Let's get this straight. That is not proposed in the new green deal. Okay. Well, then I'm real straight about this. Then I guess, okay. Governor, you've got no problems with voters. Then. The thing about the green new deal, yeah, is that it's not a policy. Mm -hmm. So to say, like, it's going to cost this much doesn't make any sense because it's not actually a policy it's a a list of goals yes and the th i think where the new comes from <laughs> in green new deal is that there have already been similar things put out in the world like there was like the paris um something or other <laughs> <laughs> is burning <laughs> No, there was like a an agreement that a, a bunch of countries came to setting goals being like these are what we will try to do in the next five ten years yeah so th this is similar to that so i'm like i'm not r really trying to explain the green new deal because that's just not my forte but like <laughs> what i've gathered is that like um when megan pipes in saying like it's gonna eliminate planes cars cows yeah um and when donald trump tweets that what it's actually referring to is not the green new deal itself mm -hmm. but a list of frequently asked questions that alexandria ocasio cortez mm -hmm. released okay in the frequently asked questions thing i guess it talked about like the goal should be like eliminate fossil fuels mm -hmm. and says something about like getting rid of cars cows farting right. um and oh. invest in like a railway that is fast enough that we would rely less on planes things yeah. like that and so that's what like trump and republicans are latching on to when do we get to what happened to me <laughs> okay so when megan is saying these things on the view yeah. and the governor is saying that's not the green new deal that's what he's talking about he's saying he's, whatever you're talking about you're, you're uh, it's like you're basing it off of the faq that was based on the green new deal you're basing like it's like you're basing it off of an article that was written about the faq that is based on the green new deal so it's like you're getting it from like three levels of source yes yeah so after this segment aired many people started tweeting at mm -hmm. megan to be like you're you're uh promoting false information about what the green new deal is yes yeah but the thing is i don't think people actually know what the green new deal is themselves and i also don't think that anyone who was talking about it watches the view on a daily basis like it seemed like they were like oh my god how dare you spread false information on the view which is supposed to be a news tv it was like definitely they not bobby forgot yeah what the, they forgot that on the view everyone says their opinion and screams that's my opinion <laughs> yeah well yeah it's opinion they like try to use facts but it is people speaking off the yeah. cuff and anyways <laughs> this is what happened bobby tweeted at megan today you megan mccain were everything wrong with journalism presented with the fact that you were quoting incorrect data about the hashtag green new deal 
You continued to say it. Why perpetuate the hashtag fake news problem we have in this country? Maybe it's time to take your lies to at Fox News and leave the view. And Megan hit back with, hey, Bobby. (laughs) One, I'm not a journalist. It makes me sad and scared so many people confuse this. I'm a conservative political commentator. I represent the most conservative point of view in the country, which is my job every day on The View. And then Bobby hit back again saying, blatant lies are not a point of view, honey. (laughs) There are just... A way, they're just a way to rile the base, just like Trump does. I used to have a lot of respect for you and not lump you on with the likes of him, but you are literally repeating his lies and are becoming no better. First of all, I'd like to say it's not okay to call women honey in a demeaning <laughs> way, Bobby. This is like, this is what happened it was like, he got one 15 minute break from putting up drywall. And, like, doing all the work on Queer Eye one day. Mm. He was like, I'm going to kick my, I'm going to put my feet up and kick back and turn on the TV. And it was The View. And he was like, I can't believe this is what is on TV these days. He composed and send tweet. That's what I think happened. I just immediately thought of the time that Bobby (laughs) Burke was on a red carpet. Yeah. And he saw the Gibbler. And DJ Tanner, <laughs> and he wanted to take a selfie with them, yeah. which there's nothing wrong with. No. You run into a celebrity and you wanted to take a selfie with them. It's fine. However, after he did that, as we talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. he got dragged by the internet and everyone was saying, why are you taking a picture with, with like a known homophobe? Candace Cameron yeah. Bure, who has like had such problematic views. Yeah. And then... As we said on the podcast before, mm-hmm. he like got on his high horse and made a statement yeah. saying uh, she's a human and an artist just as I am. And the whole basis of Queer Eye is to learn to be able to coexist and learn from people who think differently than you. I do know her views. I'm against her views. But as a person, I love her just as we should all love each other. So I just like thought... <laughs> That was a little funny that he's like tweeting, um, being like, "We Megan get off the view, like you journalist woman." And then literally being like, "We should respect all views." Respect, yeah, I respect all people. I love all people, but then also being like, "Fuck you, Megan." So I just tweeted that, like, with a screenshot of his tweet at Megan. It wasn't like that serious. It wasn't supposed to be that serious. (laughs) It was like literally you being like trolling. Yeah, like, um, so then we proceeded to get dragged by the internet. Well, because Megan retweeted it being like, thank God. (laughs) Being like, oh my God, thank God someone has something on him. Like, there's like something here. She wrote, very interesting. (laughs) And then Bobby snapped, tweeting at Megan and us like talking to Megan, but still adding us (laughs) saying it is indeed interesting how I'm clearly able to be actual friends with someone like Candace, who has very different conservative opinions than I do. You retweeting this just proves that it's not your opinions and conservative views that I took aim at, but your lies. And then Megan said, sure, Jan. And Bobby said, the ND, the NGD is obviously not perfect and needs a lot of rethinking, but bending the truth and making up alternative facts for shock value isn't the way to fix it. You have proven that before, that you are way smarter than those who stoop to that level, and we need more of that, Megan. Okay, even him just saying the Green New Deal uh, is not perfect and needs a lot of rethinking. That, to me, is kind of indicating that he might not know what the Green New Deal is. Yes. I think that it's, like... I think he also thinks it's, like, a law. Yes, and that a lot of people do. And I think that it was, like, literally him getting, like, riled up, seeing something on TV that he's like, this sucks, so I'm going to tweet about it. And then being like, I'm in too deep, and I have to stand my ground. I think that's Mm -hmm. actually what it was. And he had the support of Twitter with him because so many people being like, 
Thank you, Bobby, for yeah. calling out the lies. Guys, Bobby <laughs> only knows about the lies because he watched Joy Behar yeah. calling out the lies. Yes. Like, Bobby wouldn't have known that Megan was spreading lies if this hadn't have happened on The View. Yeah. Like, Bobby didn't discover the lies. <laughs> like, the governor did and yes. Joy and the people of Twitter. And that's why Bobby is seeing this. Yeah. And, like, I'm not endorsing what Megan said. That no. wasn't the point. I just Our thought point it... point was, like... Lol. lol. Isn't, Bo- <laughs> isn't Bobby being a little high and mighty considering that he yes. just said that he loves all people? Anyways, <laughs> allow me to read uh, people dragging us on the internet. Okay, this person replied. Was that a part of the quote or was that you saying uh? That was just me going uh. <laughs> so this person is like fully just dragging us. He's not dra- even dragging Megan. He just only added us. He said, I'm sorry, but we're talking two different things, views and facts. When Jay Inslee was on, he didn't. she didn't say... She believed the GND would get rid of cows, stop people from flying to Hawaii, or cost each American $600,000. She stated it as a fact, which is not accurate. Candace had views I vehemently disagreed with, but I can't think of one time on The View where she spread outright misinformation. Megan has done so multiple times, particularly on the Green New Deal and on abortion just in the last month. Okay, well, here's the thing about Candace that I don't think Twitter realizes because they don't watch The View. Candace voted for Trump. Like, she's a Trump supporter. So people being like, those are Candace's beliefs, Mm -hmm. but Megan's lies are bad. It's like, well... Candace it's voted like, him into office. Yeah. Like and Candace it's also, endorses it's like, it's him. Like Apple, it's like really, it's like apples and oranges and it's really hard to be like, this one's fine. This one isn't. And like, if the it's implication, like we're different things, if the implication is like, uh, sure. Homophobia is bad, but there's nothing worse than a liar. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> is that your point? Like, yeah. Like, it's what about the time? Like there was us, the, there was a part on um, The View this week where they were talking about AOC and, like, it, they were talking about um, liberal, like, basically liberals turning against each other with all of these, like, different things and, like, nitpicking different things. And Sunny was like, it's just sad. Or maybe it was Joy. She was like, it's just annoying and scary. And I was like, that's literally how I feel yeah. about this being like, it's fine with Candace. It's not fine with me. It's like... They're both not fine and like but you being like one is fine and one is not is just like annoying and scary. I think it's like the people who listen to this podcast all in our mentions were like, Oh, we get it, like lol. They were like, You're making a joke, haha. Yeah. But yeah. all of the other people dragging us on Twitter, like mm-hmm. don't. Um someone tweeted, being friends with people and having opposing views is not the same as criticizing others for spouting false information. Is Bobby friends with Candace? And maybe if he is, can he like, talk to her yeah. and like ask her to stop <laughs> voting for Trump? Yes. Like, uh, opinions, outright lies and fabrication, big difference. And then someone wrote, you're an idiot. Try this emoji instead. <laughs> and tweeted a crazy face at us. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, upsetting when people are, like, we respect someone's views. That's not the same as lying. When it's, like, but them having that view directly contributes, like, it directly leads to them voting for policies and politicians that go, like, that are harmful. I don't think Candace is, like, that engaged with politics, like, post being on The View. But, like, why are we acting like Candace is an angel because we love Full House? Exactly. And it's, like, people who don't watch The View, who are like, I can't believe this is happening on television. But if they watched any clips of when Candace was, was on The View, like how about when they'd she be like, what the fuck? interviewed that actor from Who's the Boss yeah. that had HIV and she told him uh, he needed to be accountable for being promiscuous. Yes. Uh, and that's why he got HIV. Yes. Like, let's... And then Raven Simone asked whether he and his was husband... having unprotected sex. Yes. Like, it's like... It, she's no I mean. angel. So... Yes, we understand that Megan saying 
misleading information mm. on the view is, is harmful is not the same as candace's beliefs however they're both one they're isn't both it's like bad. it's not like one's good and one's bad one's okay and one's not it's like no and shut up if you can't take a joke <laughs> and to bobby if you see something think about it and then, and then say, say something, something. <laughs> and happy international women's day <laughs> What's funny, though, um, is that af- like after this happened and we were like, oh, my God, now everyone is like in our mentions about Bobby and about Megan. Queer Eye went on to like do <laughs> more Twitter scandals and Megan went on to do more <laughs> Twitter scandals literally the next day. It was like we were being like, oh, my God, what have we done? And then the next day they both like went on to do karamo started tweeting he started oh we're good yeah like (laughs) he like got dragged because he started saying that uh dating apps are over sexualizing and tearing the gay community apart um jonathan van ness (laughs) like he started tweeting about how rap music is problematic because it normalizes gun violence and then people were like, like people in his mentions were like explaining to him like why uh, rap music like references yeah. those things and how it's like wh- like why that's part of the culture and he just was like nah honey I'm I'm correct there was happy like international women's day hours of me being like oh no like are we in our first twitter scandal and then like within two hours it had passed and there was something new and like I don't watch queer eye I watched I watched one episode um yesterday like the first time and I was shocked because I always thought Anthony was the annoying one he actually was like the least annoying Are you crazy <laughs> I've always thought from seeing him do press and yeah. stuff that he seemed really um medicated or something yeah who did you think was most annoying well I didn't think anyone was oh. like horrible on yeah. the show like they all looked great on the yeah. show I'm just saying like I went oh, into the yeah. show being like Anthony the worst but he actually i thought was the best i've watched a few episodes of season two and like he's getting the the like saving edit now where they have received the feedback from season one and they're like okay we we've heard your complaints about him trying to make guacamole and so we have cut it down to just like glamour shots of him in a tight white t-shirt the other thing I wanted to say, I am saying into the mic right now, is I think it's important to consider when listening to Megan's point of view that this is a person who grew up with politicians and her view on politics is there's winners and there's losers and she's promoting her agenda as a conservative her father is a politician yeah all of her mentors growing up were politicians that's what politicians do yeah so it shouldn't be like shocking that megan says things yeah or like she's choosing to say certain things to like push her conservative agenda yeah that's just what she's doing on the view and like that's absolutely valid and fine if you don't like that or want to see that yeah but like that's what that's what she's doing yeah and she's not a journalist I think it's important to consider um now that it's been confirmed that Rosario Dawson is dating Cory Booker Mm. will she or won't she still play AOC (laughs) in the eventual biopic that's my main concern I would love first lady rosario dawson wouldn't you just live for rosario dawson plays aoc in a biopic and someone else plays rosario dawson in, in the, the same biopic <laughs> wouldn't you just live like i feel like i would reach my full like pokemon <laughs> evolution yeah and sunny hostin plays her mom <laughs> Sonny Austin plays Rosario Her- Dawson in the same biopic that Rosario Dawson plays AOC. And Eva Longoria plays Sonny Austin. But, you know. I just, like, would exp- I would explode. Speaking of explode, 
what else did the internet explode about? Okay. So we had our day where we were like, oh no, what have we done? We're taking the, the podcast down. The took care of it because literally the next day, all of the Queer Eye other stuff happened and... Megan was like, don't worry, guys, I've got this. (laughs) Had probably her like most um, covered, like her most like newsworthy episode of The View thus far. She became like the uh, Ann Coulter of the day or like Mm -hmm. the Tommy Laren of the day. The she just became like the um far right hated person of the day yes. on Twitter. And because... it lasted it lasted for like a week up until Chelsea Clinton became the <laughs> yeah. the white blonde lady that we're picking on of the day. Like literally yeah. she took the she like passed on the baton to Chelsea. Yeah. Not that she didn't bring it on herself. No. But <laughs> but what ha- happened? What? Okay, so the um, representative from Minnesota, and I'm going to say I, I it's have Elon RuPaul, Omar. Elon Omar. I have RuPaul syndrome, where like I can't pronounce people's names right. Same. And also, where if I see someone drowning, I won't help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elon Omar, the House Senate representative from Minnesota has said things, a a few things in the past about, like, Israel that people were like, I don't don't like that, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. but okay. She, like, like AOC, she's, has a Twitter and she's not afraid to use it. Yeah, because she's a young person. Yeah. Um, so she said one thing specifically that people didn't like and this was like at the end of february so if it's been a few weeks now since that happened but the fallout still continued so the comment she said was so for me i want to talk about the political influence in this country that says it is okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country Mm -hmm. and i want to ask why is it okay for me to talk about the influence of the nra of fossil fuel industries or big pharma and not talk about a powerful lobby that is influencing policy that's what she said and people say that that is anti-Semitic. People were like, that's anti-Semitic to say that. To like, because it kind of plays into like the old timey trope that all all Jewish people are, are, they have foreign allegiances to like a foreign country. That's where the original idea of this being anti-Semitic came from. And but then it became like a pile on. It became on. a pile on because, and like what Sunny says in the episode like in the same on the same day that what when Megan had her like big moment is completely like what Sunny says I completely agree with where she's like why is like why is this the thing that Republicans are like so eager to jump on when their own people like Steve King and other people have been saying weird shit like this whole time and we're ignoring it right Megan had her big episode because she was like, it's so dangerous to be like tolerating any sort of any sort of speak that could be like interpreted as anti-Semitism. And then she cried. I take this very personally. I, I, I would go so far as to say I, I probably verge on being a Zionist as well. But I will say that I don't have family that is Jewish, but Joe Lieberman and Hadassah Lieberman are my family. Yeah. And I take the hate crimes rising in this country incredibly seriously. And I think what's happening in Europe is really scary. And I'm sorry if I'm getting emotional, but the idea that this is politicized, I'm really not, I was very nervous to talk about this on the show because I thought it would become politicized and it really shouldn't be. On both sides, it should be called out. Mm -hmm. And just because I don't technically have Jewish family that are blood related to me, it doesn't mean I don't take this as seriously. And it is very dangerous very dangerous and I think we all collectively as Americans on both sides and what Ilhan Omar is saying is very scary to me and it's very scary to a lot of people and I don't think you have to be Jewish to recognize you don't that. I yeah a lot of people saying it was crocodile tears but uh, like 
I I tend to agree, but I I I it's really easy for the internet to also just pile on because yeah. they don't watch the view. It's like okay, as as much as what people were criticizing Megan for, I agree with. I wish that they had not just watched the 30 second clip that everyone was like sharing around. I wish that they had watched the entire thing where they see Sunny talking about it yeah. because everything Sunny says was everyone else's argument. Oh, I, yeah, I wasn't like, like starting, I wasn't even starting to defend what Megan said because she actually doubled down on what yeah. she said on Twitter and she also like and she was retweeted. like, I would call myself a Zionist. Like, yeah. it was just not a good look at she, all. She also like retweeted um, a Jewish artist like that depicted her. Uh, or like her crying her crying with like all of these like jewish thing yeah. i don't know and she said it was like a really like weird caricature of yeah. her and she retweeted it and said that it was the most anti-semitic thing she'd ever seen but it was like a jewish the artist yeah the responding to like her so yeah. she i think she like really doesn't get it at no. all like what people are upset about yeah and what Sunny was saying was like you can't just pick this one thing like it's so it seems so fake that republicans are picking this one thing and like megan couldn't see that Republicans are trying to use this as a wedge issue. I'm really not. And I think that... Not you. Um, I'm not talking about you. You know, this selective outrage um, is, is kind of crazy because I don't think that the Republicans have moral high ground here. But it seems like Democrats are upset I think that Kevin McCarthy has used this, this anti, these anti-Semitic tropes. I think that Jim Jordan just recently, yes. and I, you know, I, tweeted I against, this. Against Tom Steyer. Against, and right. remember that Ilhan um, Omar in the West uh, Virginia Republican Party just had this huge poster superimposed with her face with 9-11 terrorists. And I haven't heard any outrage about that coming from the Republican Party. Yeah. So the internet exploded about that. Yeah. Um, and then everything that we tweeted, everyone just, uh, like, I tweeted, like, just, like, a fun video of, um, of, of they were talking the view was like talking about taylor swift or something and sunny megan said like oh they're talking about like d uh should all pop stars be political and megan was like not everyone's like the women of the view and sunny like made a joke like sometimes i don't want to be like the women of the view and then i tweeted that and then sunny retweeted that but because the hatred on megan was so hot um everyone just assumed it was like everyone was like Megan. retweeting it yeah. and like so many replies to it about um anti-semitism yeah. and like great thank you for your likes but also like it was about taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like the things that really blew up with the view in the last two weeks were things where I was like, I just wish that you guys had watched the episodes because like with regards to the Green New Deal, it's like Joy and the other people were there to fact check her. With regards to Omar, it's like Sunny was there giving giving us oh, yeah. exactly the argument. Sunny has been like a rock star. Yes. But you know you can't always get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> when we started this podcast, I was stone cold sober. And now, now I'm like moments away from being black. I I almost have the spins. <laughs> like I can't finish this. What else is there to talk Remember about? Remember, I was like, let's just do a couple quick, <laughs> quick what hot is, topics. What <laughs> is there left to talk about? There is one thing I wanted okay. to talk about. Let's do that then. Um, which it was just because. There was just this really fun day on The View when Megan was, was when sick. Megan had a personal day. She took a personal yeah. day probably because she was being attacked on the internet. Literally, like, that became a thing on Twitter too. It was yeah. like, there was a headline that was like, Megan McCain, like, takes a day off. After or, like, being calls in dragged. Sick. Yeah, calls in sick to The View after um, facing, like, online harassment. Yeah. And, and which everyone is like, was like, haha, can I do that? And I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting annoying but since we're just like annoying two, and it's scary instead of talking about these topics i've decided to compose a song <laughs> to represent abby's views uh -huh. of late abby 
came alive when Megan was gone. So in celebration of Abby finding her voice, here's I present to you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Abby remix. I, I would say I'm more nuanced. Uh -huh. And I think that might be more interesting. Oh, this AOC, <laughs> Alexander de Ocasio-Cortez. She said that we are basically as close as you can possibly get to, to being garbage. Moderates, meh. The we Democratic need that Party quote right in context, actually. Anyone looking for ideas on getting back at their ex? Have you done anything looking back? What are you, writing a book? I love Kate Beckinsale, by the way. Everyone loves J-Lo, right? right? You know right. what, I, I gotta say, I think Melania is a beautiful woman. And I yeah. love Joe Biden. I do want civil fine, rights but you for know people what? of color. I think but that we're everyone in a very wants bad that. Place. Everyone wants that, everyone wants that. Yeah, but I think not everyone wants that, Abby. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Wow. Wow, what a moment. A moment that was most pleasing to me in, in my, my career. career. What okay. what can't Abby do, you know? She's a mother. She's hosting The View. Yeah. She's our in-house DJ. Yeah. She does she wears <laughs> so many hats. You know what I was thinking about earlier today? If that um Daily Mail article that said that they like had brought in a coach to like help her come alive was yeah. true, it's paid off. It's paying for itself because mm -hmm. I did think that recently she like has been inserting herself in the conversations and has been like funny and cute and well, whatever. Well, you know, one when we on Twitter, on our Twitter we uh did a unpopular opinions view edition oh, yeah. and one mm -hmm. of our followers said uh they love Abby and they believe that when she does her little dance yeah. when they come out at the beginning of the show that her talent coach told her to do that oh my god <laughs> and I thought that was really funny that's funny <laughs> but it is like it there's a noticeable difference and whether it's her just being more comfortable or if it's literally the coach mm -hmm. <laughs> either way it's paint it's great it's paid off we were on we're on an we're the only place we can go from here is up yeah sometimes I like hear myself the way that I talk about like Abby and all the co-hosts and I just think I'm so <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> like listen to me sometimes when you see something I uh, you, you think, have about, to think it, about it and then, and then you say, say something. it and then you make the audience uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> that are listening to you right now we don't and then have... they question <laughs> why they're listening <laughs> And then we all have an existential crisis together. We don't have a view theater this week, do we? What, what do you, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't say that, but it, it, it looks, looks like, like we, we said, that. said that. Okay. So as we wrap this up, thank you to everyone who stuck by us during our <laughs> very public feud with Bobby Burke from Queer Eye. And uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at DejaTheViewPod. Don't hesitate to leave a rating and review on Apple. And please have a great day and take a little time to enjoy. Me and Kevin going live on Periscope from The View lineup. Outside the View Studios in New York City. It's Kevin and Marie. Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. GOP. Join the hunt. GOP. GOP. We're bringing Huntsman back. Yep. We're right behind the curtain.